The Comedy Zone Podcast is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network. Listen to your city at queencitypodcastnetwork.com. From Charlotte, North Carolina, this is the Comedy Zone Podcast. Find us on Twitter at the CZ Podcast. Email us at ComedyZonePodcast at gmail.com. Now, your host, Jason Allen King. Welcome to the Comedy Zone Podcast for the week of March 3rd. I'm your host, Jason Allen King. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, we've got a great show this week. And uh, just to give everybody a recap, uh, last week was pretty pretty fantastic. My my brother was in town. No, I haven't seen him since before the, uh, before the pandemic. So it's been a couple years. Um, uh, I talk about a lot in the youngest of five mistakes. And, and my brother Tony's in town. He's the tall one. Uh, he's over six foot. And that's just, just a character flaw. He was... Uh, he was here for uh, for two days, which was that was plenty. Uh, <laughs> of course, I'm kidding. Uh, he's awesome. Um, it's the first time we've had all five of my siblings uh, in the same room uh, in a few years. So what could go wrong? Uh, we like to party, uh, but that's turned into we like to eat. So we <laughs> instead of getting drunk, we're just getting fat. I put on put on some weight uh, this week. Uh, also, and if, if you guys didn't uh, do this. They had the Oddities Expo at the convention center. That was a blast. It's coming to your city. Look it up because it's amazing. Uh, the oddest part is the public who showed up. The people watching is is like nothing you've ever seen before. People are just decked out, weird clothes and hairstyles. So if it's coming to your cities, check it out. Uh, I can just imagine all these people are embarrassed because their mom is like, they're artistic, you know, or they go by the beat of a different drummer. Oh, God, they probably hate that. Anyway. Uh, it was amazing. So go check that out. It was a blast. And uh, yeah, so let's let's move on. Let's get into the show. I'm very excited about uh, the podcast this week. We have a special guest. Uh, he's a stand-up comedian based in Nashville. Uh, he's a regular performer at the Grand Old Opry, which is amazing. Uh, made his debut in 2019 at the ripe old age of 27. Uh, he's the youngest stand-up comedian to ever step into the uh, Opry circle, uh, as I heard. Uh, later that year, he made his television debut, hosting two episodes of Stand Up Nashville and was named one of new faces at the Just for Last Comedy Festival, which, if you don't know, is a huge, huge deal. Uh, he's a co-host on the Nate Land podcast with Nate Bargatze and Brian Bates. Uh, he's performed with literally everybody. Um, this Saturday, uh, he'll be at the Sumter Opera House in Sumter, South Carolina, and then he'll be coming to your city, Charlottesville, Virginia Beach, Augusta, Charleston, on and on and on. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Aaron Weber. All right. Thank you for having <laughs> me, man. It's Absolutely. been too long. I'm trying to think of the last time I saw you. I think I was. it was in Charlotte, probably. I think it was the and festival, we maybe, right? Doing the Queen City Festival the first year. Yeah. I think it was probably the last time I saw you. Yeah, and that's been that's been a while, and the world is literally different now. <laughs> a lot has changed. Yeah, I don't even know where to start. I know <laughs> it's, it, a, it's a different world since then, but it's good to it see is. you. It is. Yeah, you too, buddy. Thanks for making time for us. I know you're you're a busy man. Of you're you're everywhere. Uh, the pandemic is lifting. Um, how was it? I, I it's weird that I still feel like it's it's necessary to talk about. How was the pandemic in Nashville? Did you pretty much mm. stay there? Did you stay home, kind of thing, or? Well, I was pretty lucky to be in this part of the country because clubs opened up in the South, as you know, pretty yeah. quickly relative to the rest of the country. So I, I did, did my yeah. first club weekend in May of 2020, which is wow, right. sounds insane. If you talk to comics <laughs> right. from L.A. and New York yeah. who took a year off, I was I was a couple months and then I was back at it. 
and it was still reduced Good. capacity. They were spread out. Sure. I did some shows at the Opry in the height of COVID where it was spread out and reduced capacity. Yeah. So it was all very odd, uh, but it's been back to normal for a while. For a while, here, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ho- Hopefully it stays that way. I know it yeah. took a while for Charlotte to open back up. It did. It did. And, and, you know, and I don't, I don't begrudge anyone for any of the decision-making that literally anyone did during the pandemic. I think it's, uh, you know, and some places wanted to open a little bit earlier, you know, Mm Florida is always the, the, the sort of punchline with that, but I got, you know, the more, the further we get from it and we see how things worked out listen, who, who far be it for me to, mm-hmm. to, to judge anybody for anything. So good for you. Yeah, for there was no playbook for this. You know, nah. everybody was just shooting from the hip. Nobody knew what they were doing. Right. <laughs> That's right. Uh-huh. It's fun to make jokes about it, but it's definitely, you know, what are you going to do? But now, so you're in, you're in Nashville and just from, from, from afar and I get there every one, you know, it's been a while since I've been back, but I mean, it's blowing up, man. The comedy scene there is just, it's exciting to see. It's in a great place right now. Yeah. I feel like I've, I've been doing it long enough now, and you know this. It's every scene has its ebbs and flows, right? It's just sure, sure. ups and downs. And I think we're in a really good spot right now. I was just at an open mic last night, and we there's just, there's all kinds of problems we never had where there's a ton of comics trying to sign up. <laughs> Too many for the yeah. mic. And I remember... Right a long stretch there where there was, you know, not enough comics to fill out an entire show. And now there's 15, 20 that won't get up at every open mic. So there's a lot of comics competing for stage time now, which I think is good. And then the club is doing really well. We've had a lot of big name comics move to Nashville and kind of develop a presence here over the last couple of years. Guys like Theo Vaughn, Steve Byrne, who's here a lot. Kathleen Madigan's in town. She's at the club. A little more often man john chris nate dusty slay still around a bunch so it's it's really really yeah. good man i think having those guys that are at the top having them be around i think that all trickles down to everybody and uh and i think it's just good for the for the scene as a whole yeah i would i would think so i mean if there's so when people are around like that i i have to assume anyway suddenly they, they become aspirational they're not right. these people that you only know from TV or, or whatever it might mm-hmm. be. Suddenly you see them in your town and then it's like, oh, that's possible. You can do it from here. Uh, so right. good, good for you guys. And, and Zane, we should mention Zany's in Nashville, which is just one of the best clubs in the country. I think that is just a uh, it's just a fact. And uh, I love it over there. I mean, any changes within the club with all these folks who are there now? I mean, is it just well, they're we're just doing what's been a really fun development is we're now doing every Monday. Uh, with you know, unless there's something special going on every Monday, we have something called New Material Night. And I know Comedy Zone is doing this now, too. Yeah, Court uh, McCown started every Monday, it. New Material Monday, where it's a big lineup of you know, everyone from people getting their first shot at the club to yeah. guys like Nate and Theo Vaughn coming through and, and working on new material. So uh. th- that's really great to have that every week. And I, it, what's been yeah. really cool is that people show up and see that, oh, this is a real show with real good comics yeah. on it. And we developed a lot of regulars. There are a lot of people there. Sometimes that show sells out on a Monday oh, night. Oh, my God. That's, for, that is uh, amazing. For like a, a showcase show. So it's amazing, dude. Having that every yeah. week is, has been incredible. Uh, that's good. Because then to me, and this is how it's been here in Charlotte with Court McCown. Again, he's an L.A. guy who we, we have right. here now just that element of it raising the the bar man i i write for that show 
I mean, and now it's become something that I that I look for. And we're doing it once a month, let alone once yeah, a week. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah, so, it's, it, it's fun, man. I'm, I'm glad to hear. I'm glad that everything's going well out there and all those guys are in town. And, and the competition, I imagine, is really good. Uh, I know you said it, maybe it wasn't always like that. When you uh, when did you get started and when did you go to uh, Nashville? And were those two things simultaneous? Like, how'd that work? Yeah, I started technically I started in college. We had this student stand up group where we would do shows for students on campus. And oh, if wow. you'd asked me at the time, I would have told you, oh, I'm doing real comedy. And I just had no <laughs> I had no perspective or understanding you know, we're doing stacked rooms with all our friends and everybody's killing. And I think, oh, man, I'm right. a comic. <laughs> I moved to Nashville, back to Nashville. I did the classic, moved in my parents' basement, waited tables for a year until yes. I could find a quote unquote real job. <laughs> and when I finally got a real job, I, I had just a horrendous commute every day. I, I lived in Hendersonville, Tennessee, with his, which is north of Nashville. And I worked in Brentwood, Tennessee, which is south of Nashville. So it's about 90 minutes each way. Oh, my day. gosh. Wow. And I was making this horrible commute. And um, I remember one day after work, I was like, I just don't want to drive home right now. So maybe I'll try to do an open mic. That way I have something to do after work where I can avoid this terrible commute on the way home. Wow. And I oh just started doing that and started doing it every night when i could and uh that was 2015 may of 2015 was when i really started and then wow. i was able to go full time september of 2019 so a little over four years and everything was great in september 2019 until the march of 2020 <laughs> so it was about six months right. of living the life and then it all came yeah, crashing man. down but uh but you're like i'm doing it you're like I, yeah, you're oh, like, I'm, yeah. I'm putting everything else aside. I'm diving right in. Yeah. It's like that. It's like that, that, that couple, they're like, we're going to open a restaurant and it's going to be amazing. And it's going to be oh, right God. at the same time. And then the pandemic. I mean, hits, you know, so. there was some restaurant that opened its doors on March 13th, 2020. <laughs> yeah. oh. And they're like, this is going to be our year, baby. If you don't, uh, if you don't laugh, you, you cry at that shit, man. That's right, amazing. Right. Oh, holy shit. Uh, so that's amazing. Can you tell everybody where you went to, to school? Because I'm super impressed uh, by that. Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Notre South Dame. Bay. So that's we badass, used to do these shows at, a, at it was called Legends Nightclub. And uh, that's where we would do the shows with the Notre yeah. Dame student stand ups. We actually had a pretty good group wow. of, uh, of, of comedians there. One of them, Shelly Kim. She's a comedian in D.C. now. We had a oh, guy. Wow. Uh, um, Alex Dragovich, who's a comedian in Chicago, a lot of guys that are still doing it. So, so it's, it, it was a pretty cool group looking back, you know, guys that, that took so it cool. seriously. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's fun to, to see people you started out with still doing it. Uh, and right. clearly you are now what, uh, uh, let's kind of get it for people maybe who haven't seen you on stage before. I mean, give, give them some, a, a sense of who you are. Obviously I have, I mean, you know, what, what do you, I don't know. What do you like to talk about? What's your, what's your angle? How do you write? Like, you know, what's that world like, man, I'm still trying to figure that out. I know I get asked <laughs> that often. How do you write jokes? What yeah. are you doing? Man, if I, if I could pinpoint it, I'd be doing a lot better right now. If I could figure out how exactly <laughs> I feel like, man, I feel like, uh, 
every week my style is a little bit different. Right now I'm trying to do tell some just some stories, funny stories. I'm clean. Yeah. I don't really like to advertise it. My goal is that if you could you could watch me do an hour of stand up and then not even realize I was clean. That's my goal. Yeah. That's like the no, biggest that's... compliment I can get. To you know, totally I did, agree. Uh, I, did a weekend once with somebody and it was like the fifth show and they were like, I just realized you're clean. And I was like, that's the nicest thing you've ever said. To me. <laughs> um, so I'm just trying. Yeah, to, you're right. I don't. Yeah, yeah. People will pigeonhole you a little bit. If they think you're clean that they, they suddenly, oh, there's no edge or they don't feel like it's right. I don't know. There's a, there's a weird because, well, uh, thing about it. It's a stereotype that's earned in a lot of ways because clean, a lot of clean mm. comedy is awful really yeah, really bad give you that. a lot of yeah. clean comedy is bad so it has a stigma for a reason you yeah, know that's so fair. i like being able to to fight and there are tons of good clean christian comics that you know of them and but, yeah sure, but sure. it's like i think people conflate clean with like for kids a lot right and they clean jokes and i'm just up there doing dad jokes you know just yeah. puns and stuff it's like nah, you, yeah. you can still find a way to have an edge and be angry and and uh, do all that while being clean. I will say I'm not I'm not a political guy. I don't have any, any topical stuff. I was I was out at the bikes this week and everybody's trying out their Ukraine jokes. And I'm like, <laughs> man, <laughs> I, was oh. like, I don't know if I'm the guy to do this. I don't think I can tackle the uh, Ukraine Russia conflict. <laughs> I don't necessarily want to be that guy. No, know? of course. Well, that's that's the thing. I, I to me, it's it kind of makes things a little more difficult. I think if you're going to be a really good comic who's clean, I think, you know, playing off of innuendo and being clever, your turns, I think, have to right. be a little sharper. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, that, 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 so so to me, it's while I think I would agree that that people don't look at it the same way, I think it's harder to do it well, you know. It can be in a lot of ways. We used to have, and I really miss it. It's It was a mic here in town in Nashville, a place called Belcourt Taps, and it was a clean open mic. Mm. And it was the only one in town, and it forced people to be clean. And I think we took it for granted. It was such a nice thing to have, force people to write jokes. Yeah. You know, and it was run by an older comedian who everybody kind of respected. It was like their dad mm -hmm. running a mic. <laughs> you know, if it was like me running a clean mic, people would be like, screw you. I'm going to talk about whatever I want. And I totally <laughs> right. get that. It, right, but, like, right. but he was like in his 50s. He's a doctor. He's a guy that everybody respected. So so that was really nice to have it force people to write jokes. I will say, though, I think it is harder in some ways to 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 do comedy clean. Being clean opens up so many doors for right. you. Right. That's what I was going to going to mention. Yeah, totally. Right. That that's I get asked all the time. I'm not sure why I get asked, but, it, you know, how to get, you know, more, more and more work and these kinds of things. And I'm like, all I can tell you is if you're good and you're clean, you can work more rooms. That's just math. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know? You'd be surprised how many dirty headliners, dirty, yeah. uh, will request a clean opener. You know, yeah, interesting. So even it's not like it's just clean guys that you'll get to open for, and even things like uh, you know getting to do the Grand Old Opry uh, as many times as I have. That's that's you know a large part of because I'm clean and I can you know have to worry about me on live. Gotcha. Radio. Yeah, you know, I, I would say I guess the Grand Old Opry doesn't doesn't get a lot of f bombs thrown around. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, and it's actually you know what I went through a real phase, and I hope I'm done with it. Where I was terrified of of snapping and cursing, 
Really? Which I've never done on stage. But, you know, you're at the Opry. It's a big show. It's like oh, 4,000 people. It's on live radio. I'm following the Good Oak Lord. Ridge Boys. You know, so I'm, so I'm up there, and I just have this terrible fantasy in my head of me just dropping <laughs> the F-bomb. And like my career is over. I have the you're you know, right. you're on stage, you're a comedian, you have all these terrible thoughts in your head. Sure. And yeah. I went through a real, real phase where that was like a paralyzing fear. Is that I, I would just snap and it's say like something that, I it's, couldn't say. It's the call of the void, right? You ever heard that term? Call the the no. I think that's it's the people who can't go on high buildings and get near the edge because they get that urge to jump. Right. Cause they think they're gonna jump off. Not that they'll be yeah. pushed off exactly they yeah, think yeah, they'll jump exactly that is exactly what it is <laughs> yeah it's which like is like a, a totally creepy scary irrational thing. totally irrational totally. fear right. most of your fears in comedy are irrational but that's one where like i've never done this i why am i afraid of saying something i've never said on stage before? right yeah why would because you I ever? know the consequences would be so bad so that's that was dealing with that for a while i'm kind of over it now knock on wood yeah we'll yeah. see you might be talking to me uh, next year my career's <laughs> over we like we had to have uh, aaron back on because uh boy he shit the bed at the grand old opry <laughs> so we had to have him back on to explain himself right <laughs> your career won't be over for us buddy we'll have you back on okay was that <laughs> was that part of a uh, uh some goal of yours to to do the grand old opry i know you're you're uh, country among other music but i know you like some country well, it's hard to get stuff. away from it in Nashville. I'll admit when I, I moved I to Nashville in high school from Alabama and ironically didn't listen to much country in Alabama. It just wasn't, right wasn't around much. My parents didn't listen to it. You move to Nashville. It is hard to get away from it. Yeah, It is so ubiquitous. It's at the airport at 4 a.m. There's somebody at the airport playing live country music. No kidding. So you just have to accept it, right? And the Opry yeah. was never a goal, never a goal for me. It was never an aspiration. Yeah. Um, uh, I did a showcase at Zany's in Nashville for Brad Paisley. I don't know if you saw a few years ago, Brad Paisley did a comedy special on Netflix. Where it was no, like, I don't think I knew uh, that. It was Nate Bargetsy, John Reap, Sarah Tiana, and I think Mikey Winfield. And that wow. was on Netflix. And then the next year, it wasn't taped, but he did the show again at Zany's. And I, it was me, Dusty Slay, and Greg Warren. And oh, right. Yeah, wow. Just unbelievable to, like, meet Brad Paisley and, and do yeah. a show. And I thought that was that, right? And I'm in the hallway after the show, and I meet this guy, Dan. And he says, hey, I work at the Opry. And I go, oh, great. I love the Grand Ole Opry. And he said, how would you like to do stand-up at the Grand Ole Opry one day? And I, and I go, yeah, that'd be great. In my head thinking... You know, yeah. Oh, I'd love to do that. Sure. I'd love to do it on Mars too. You know, so <laughs> I'm, I talk with him about two years later. Uh, Dan gets promoted to uh, the president of the Grand Old Opry, and wow. he sends an email to me out of the blue. I don't know if you remember me. I saw you at Zany's. I'd love for you to be my first comedian debut with me as the president. And wow. I was like, oh my God, thank God I didn't you know, completely brush that guy off. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, that's a good yeah. lesson to like not burn bridges. You just never know. You never know yeah, what's going to happen. So, so that just right. fell into place randomly, man. It was just, he reached out over email and then I, then I made my debut in uh, 2019. So that's incredible. It was, it, it's been that, pretty that's awesome. A, but, yeah. 
and to also be that that person's to be Dan's like number one sort of comedian, like under his watch, that's kind of that added some weight to it. Right. Who knows? Right? If it was just a coincidence, but it but it felt, you know, it yeah. felt like a big thing for sure. So, yeah, oh, that's very a lot of pressure, you know, to, for to sure. Work. Yeah. But they, they've been they're so nice. I've been back. I mean, I've done it about a dozen times now. It's just uh, that's it's, so it's cool. One of the coolest things, man. Did your uh, you get the whole family came down or your folks supportive of all this? I mean, you're a Notre Dame grad who's uh, who's now yeah, doing stand up yeah, comedy, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. my family's <laughs> always been it's it was a man. It was, a, you know, my my whole family's teachers and lawyers. And then my <laughs> oh, my little man. brother works in some kind of science lab. I can't even explain what he does. So I'm definitely oh, the wow. black sheep career wise. Yeah. But sure. they've always been supportive. They have not been down to the Opry, but they've been they've been to some shows in Nashville. And anytime I'm on the road near them, they'll come out. So they've been they'll pretty come supportive. Out. Uh, that's really cool, man. And also, I want to clarify just this is for, for myself, but for other folks. So the, the Grand Ole Opry now is not the Ryman Auditorium or it is because wasn't there like a the shift? The Ryman or? Auditorium was originally where the Opry was. Got it. Years okay. and years ago. Now, what they've done is they've built a separate building called the Grand Old Opry House, and now they do the Opry show there. Got um, it. Every okay. now and then, and then the Ryman just became a, a regular venue. Yeah, gotcha. But they okay. still call it like the, the mothership or the, you know, the... Uh, right. <laughs> they're still, there's, they, what they did when they moved to the new Opry House, they cut out a big circle on the stage of the original Ryman stage. And they put that on the stage of the Opry. No So when kidding. you walk on stage at the Opry, it's like a normal looking stage. And then there's just a circle of a different type of wood. And sort of the mythology of it is you can't step into that circle until, until you perform there. So wow. that's a big moment to when you first perform to step into the circle. The same piece wow. of wood where everyone who performs there has stood. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, it's a very cool thing. That's the kind of stuff that's going around you at the at the at the Opry. So I feel like right. I feel like I'm besmirching the place, you know, just doing stand up. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, Elvis and JFK were here once, and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go up there and talk about McDonald's. You know, you feel like you, know, you don't feel worthy of such a place, you know. But it's, yeah, uh, it's very very cool. None of that is lost on me. You know? Yeah, very cool, man. The lore around that, uh, even that's something I didn't know. Like that just makes it that much like crazier and, and more exciting. Right. Uh, good right. for you. And you don't and you don't just uh, stay there. You travel all over the place too. Like I said, you're going all these different places. Do you do you like hitting the road? Or are you are you a guy who's just a road hungry? I love it, man. Yeah, yeah. Where, wherever they'll have me, I've uh, yeah. I got a minivan in 2019. I wanted <laughs> oh something room. Yeah, I got stone seats. I just tossed my whole life back there and just and just drive. Uh, I was doing some when, you know, when COVID hit, I was just saying yes to everything without even thinking about the routing of it. Yeah, so I was just doing some crazy drives that just yeah, make man. no sense. I did. I, I told <laughs> both people this. Here's my craziest drive day. OK, it's this summer of 2020. I I have a show in Nashville Thursday night. And then Friday, I have a show at 4 p.m. in Hilton Head, South Carolina. And then the next night, I'm in Springfield, Missouri. Oh, so, my gosh. So what I did was I did the show in Nashville. I went to bed right after. I woke up at 2. I drove 12 hours 
to Hilton oh Head, God. did my set, drove back to Nashville, slept for a couple hours, then drove seven <laughs> hours to Springfield. So that Good was Lord. like people ask, what's your longest drive? I think 24 hours in a day is a pretty long yeah. drive. So I was That's I remember I, I was like, you know, 20 hours in and I'm like, I should not do this anymore. <laughs> have you ever had those those moments where you're trying to like stay awake driving and you're like i gotta get home and i don't know what to i pulled over yeah pulled over to like i don't know i was like maybe i'll nap for for 10 minutes yeah and i was just like i just can't do that i just need i will say that i'm a big fan of that i'm a i'm a 10 minutes i'll pull over and take 10 minutes i remember Working at working a long day, uh, a film job, you know, getting up at five in the morning, you know, and we wanted to go out to actually not Hilton Head, but to Outer Banks. And uh, me and my girlfriend at the time driving out three hours in, I was like, uh, this is getting dangerous, you know, pulled over yeah. 10 minutes, took took a 10 minute nap, got back on the road, drove about maybe an hour, pulled over again. I probably did that four <laughs> different times. Man. And you I can feel like, the rejuvenating effects of that, of a 10 minute nap. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I think it's. I, I think so. I, I like. I'm a. I like taking naps. I take a lot of naps, mm-hmm. man. I'm not gonna lie. Well, <laughs> I'll say the, the day, difficulty no for me, and not to get too personal, but I use a. Uh, I use a CPAP machine when okay. I sleep, and it is. If I don't use it, dude, it's like taking a negative nap. Like I wake <laughs> up worse, really? worse than if oh. I didn't use it. So I, I remember I was in Hilton Head that day, like trying. Should I go buy an adapter so I can plug this thing in in my car? Wow. And oh I man. I couldn't find one. So I was trying to nap without the benefit of that. And I think it really messed yeah. me up. And I got, oh, that and I, was like, I need to rethink my life, you know, 24 <laughs> hours of the day. So that all That's being lot, said, man. yeah, I, I, I do stand up wherever they'll have me, man. I'm, I've been pretty lucky yeah. to, to work the road and, and go all over. And uh, it's one of my favorite things about doing comedy is just going places, going places, you know, right? Never go. Yeah. Yeah. Todd Riley and I, we did a kind of a long weekend deal where we went to Kentucky and then up to uh, Milwaukee and then, and then back over like a, you know, four or five day period, you know, and it's like, and, and going with somebody else is, is a big, it's a big relief doing that drive by yourself must've been rough. It's the best dude. It's the best. It's like, um, I remember as a guy trying to get work as a feature at clubs, it was always frustrating to me when guys would bring their own feature. Cause you know, right. cause that takes away work that you can get, but totally. I gotta tell you, as soon as I get opportunities to bring my own person, <laughs> I'm like, yeah. of course I'm doing that. Sure. You know, because then you got a whole weekend hanging out with your friend. You can split the drive exactly. up. It's just, you have somebody to talk to other than your windshield. Right. You know, <laughs> if it's just yelling at my windshield. Like I need yeah. a human being there to bounce some ideas <laughs> off of. that's right so i can only listen to so many podcasts right right and you know doing that weekend with todd i mean what a what a small percentage the actual show was for you right that whole weekend it's exactly right you know that's like less than an hour versus the entire weekend so you got to factor all these things in like i'm I'm, i gotta live a life that weekend with somebody of course i'm gonna bring that's right (laughs) yeah and you're different when you get back man you know those kinds of trips man you're driving we drove halfway across the country and 
uh, yeah, it was a uh, it was a big deal. It's a great time. Now I mentioned mm-hmm. podcast, and we're going to take a quick break because I want to hear about uh, uh, you jumping on the the uh, Nate Land podcast. So I'd like to hear For more sure. about that. Uh, so we're going to take a quick break, everybody. If you want to learn more about Aaron Weber, go to AaronWeberComedy.com. A A R O N W E B E R comedy.com you'll find a ton of information including his schedule pictures and all kinds of stuff and we're also going to talk about your website um and uh and what it is because i think it's the coolest thing in the world also don't forget this yeah this week at the comedy zone tonight through saturday desi banks will be there go to cltcomedyzone.com for a full schedule and we'll be right back failed investments a store that only sells black light posters. Boxes of nothing but the crumbs that settle at the bottom of cereal bags. I call it breakfast dust. A saxophone what only white people can hear. Bras for cats. Or a bar for dogs. Be sure to check out the Robot Johnson Show, March 5th at 8 p.m. $22 you'll never get back. At the Charlotte Ballet, 701 North Tryon Street, Charlotte. We'll see you there. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. More failed investments! Zipline tours of Gastonia and surrounding areas. It's like paintball, but instead, it's a big fenced-in place where kids can throw rocks at each other. Instead of hamburger helper, canned oyster helper. A NASCAR Hall of Fame. Take that, popular tourist attraction. Be sure to check out the Robot Johnson Show, March 5th at 8 p.m. at the Charlotte Ballet, 701 North Tryon Street, Charlotte. Two years in the making. Mostly new sketches. Welcome back, everybody. We are uh, we are having a great conversation with Aaron Weber here in the Comedy Zone podcast, uh, learning a lot about where he came from, what he's doing right now. And and uh, it's all great things, Aaron. So we're glad you're here on the podcast. I mentioned when we were dipping into the break there, the uh, that you have a very, very cool website. And I was even thinking I was like, I want people to go check it out. But why don't you tell it? Tell us about it, because it's awesome. So I just for some background, I I'm a web developer. That's something I did years and years ago is I would build websites. Ah. I've been doing it since I was a kid. And when I had to, when I felt like I had been doing comedy long enough to have a website, I wanted to do something a little bit different. So what I did was I built a WordPress theme to look like a 2004, 2005 era MySpace page. (laughs) Uh, It was a real nostalgia (laughs) trip for me. I remember having my own MySpace page back in the day. I remember putting my top eight together, picking my song, all of that stuff. So what I did was I found some screenshots because, you know, that that MySpace isn't around anymore. I found some old screenshots of the old MySpace page and did my best (laughs) to reconstruct it. 
And I, I'll say I feel like I did a pretty good job because not a lot of people understand that it is a fake MySpace page. I get a lot of <laughs> comments going, why are you using an, your MySpace page? As your <laughs> it is probably a horrific business decision because <laughs> I don't think maybe so. less than 10% of people even understand what it's supposed to be. But I got to tell you, Jason, just hearing that you like it, the people that get it, get it. Yes. So I'm going to yes. hang on to it as long as I can. I certainly pretty- hope you do, man. It's I got there and I was like, what just happened? <laughs> I was like, did I just hit a button and go back in time? Like, I was yeah, like, that's what, what I, I want. That's what I want. It's yeah. like a time machine. <laughs> it's you know? awesome, man. Yeah, yeah so it's got everything. There. So if you remember the old MySpace pages, hop on there. Look at my top eight click around. I got all kinds of Easter eggs on there, all kinds of different stuff. <laughs> ah, it's, it's, it's very fun. I enjoy it. I even, I even took the cursor and put it over a couple of the things and see if they would, hi- they would light up and they did. And I was like, Oh my God, like I could, <laughs> yeah, dude, you could literally go through. Ah, oh, it's perfect. Man. It was a labor of love. That was probably a waste of time, but uh, yeah, Tom I, is on I, there. <laughs> Tom's on there. The Goo Goo Dolls are my top eight. They're online now actually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I'm online now and I got my blog on there, all kinds of uh, fun stuff. So thank you. Really man. brilliant. It's good man. To hear somebody appreciates it. <laughs> but I think I can't imagine not appreciate. I, I do want someone like, like be our producers. She's a young woman. I think her hopping on there would be a trip to see her reaction from that. So good for you. Keep doing that, man. I may, I thank may you. ask for, uh, for, uh, to for your services down the road, uh, for all right. website. Well, so uh, podcasts are, are, you know, you you used the word ubiquitous earlier. I think that's uh, fair. We're literally on one right now talking about it. So you're you're a co-host on Nate Land podcast. And uh, I mean, t- tell us how, to, how does that I mean, you, you, you and Nate have been working together for years, though, right? We actually hadn't worked together much at all. Oh, really? I think I'd done one weekend with him on the road and then we'd see each other intermittently just around town. Because Nate used to, um, when he would have a Tonight Show set or something, he would come to Nashville and just run it at like every open mic and every show in town that week. And that's kind of how we met. So very cool. from my perspective, it kind of fell out of the sky. Nate was, I mean, he was my favorite comedian, still is in a lot of ways. So I got a call from him out of the blue and he's like, I want to do a podcast. And I'm thinking he's saying, hey, come be a guest on my podcast for an episode. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, that's amazing. Yeah, I'd love to. And I was like, when, yeah. when are you thinking? And he's like, I'm thinking every Monday. And I was like, what? So it, uh, <laughs> it was pretty wild. That is it was wild, pretty man. wild. And it still it still kind of strikes me every now and then when I'm sitting there. I'm like, I, don't, I can't believe that I'm doing this, you know. So oh. that's been a real blessing. That came in the middle of 2020 when things were pretty wow. slow. Yeah. And uh, it was a good time to start podcasts. And yeah. uh, so sure. they got that going and we're coming up on, man, we're going to be, we're going to be two years here in a, in a couple months. So it's been, That's... it's been a constant since then. Well, have you, I don't know if you watched the, uh, the comedy store documentary on, uh, I think it's on Showtime. Yeah. Have you, have you seen that? Well, they, I mean, I think the third or fourth episode, they dedicate all this time in the, into, in the podcast. And at first I kind of scratched my head, but all of these these comics are i mean they're so, they're going so much now that that they're turning down tv show gigs because it's you you get more you get a you get a broader scope of people more people on podcasts than you do on tv shows 
uh, that to me is spectacular that, that that's the way that it's gone. Are you, are you guys, I mean, just your thoughts on that. I mean, is that sort of the goal for the podcast? I mean, what, what, what are y'all yeah, trying to do it with seems that? To be, I mean, it's like, uh, who is really succeeding in the comedy world right now? That's not doing one. Right. When you really look at it that way, I remember somebody put it that bluntly to me. Cause I remember like every comic, we have an aversion to sort of diving into social media you know right. putting clips up living on our phones it's like i don't want to be that guy and i remember somebody put yeah. it very bluntly to me they said tell me who is succeeding in comedy that's not doing that right. and outside of a few legends who are grandfathered in uh nobody is it this is yeah. just a reality of the business now is this is how you engage with people when i do i just did um i'm starting to get some headlining weekends on the road which is very exciting and I'm realizing about time, about time. I don't mind people, saying it. Thank you. But the people that come see me, this is where they know me from. They know me from yeah. this podcast. This is how they were exposed to me. And there were a few that maybe saw me live somewhere and then became a fan. But most of it is this is how they get to know people. And yeah. if you think of it as a way to uh, create fans and then drive them to your live shows, I mean, it's kind of it's it's the reality of it. You know, yeah, it's it's just it's, it's the 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 consumption of of podcasts is is really impressive. Uh, I so we're part of the the Comedy Zone podcast, part of the Queen City Podcast Network. Uh, Brian Baltashevitz, he's he owns it, CEO, has been running it. So, and he and I have been friends for years. He's he's a comic, and he's always been doing this, and he's been you know, whispering in my ear for years, saying podcasts. Not only are they not going anywhere they're just getting bigger and stronger right. and the, uh, there's an appetite for them. And I think especially with comedy and comedians, it's proven true that the, the appetite for that is, is, is huge. Um, and I right. think, uh, you know, good for you guys. I mean, can you give uh, give us a, a sense of like what a average podcast is like for you guys? I mean, what are you talking about? What do you, is it uh, current events? Is it strictly comedy? Y'all trying to be funny. What are y'all doing? Yeah, I think being funny is the only goal. And I think that <laughs> I, if you, I think the theme of it is kind of modeled after if you're familiar with Nate Nate's act at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what it's modeled after. It's not, it's strictly apolitical. Yeah. Um, it's clean. That's a big part of why I think the podcast has done well. I get a lot of like, um, you know, thank you for giving me something. My kids, you know, I can put in the car when my yeah, kids right. are around that kind of thing. And it's, and it's God, dude, you don't learn anything from it the <laughs> podcast i mean you will be dumber after listening to it but oh, you know it came God. at a time dude in peak covid everything's <laughs> happening in the world i really think people want an escape from that i really yeah, think sure. people want to turn on something that's not talking about everything you know it's everywhere yeah i just need an escape i don't want to hear about covid i don't want to hear about numbers i don't want to hear about ukraine or whatever because we don't sure. know about any of that stuff. So we're not even trying to talk about it. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, we did a whole episode oh, on calendars. That this, this is how dumb it is. <laughs> we did a whole episode exploring how calendars work. No so kidding. if you think, you know, it's like, we're not going to talk about the vaccine. We're still working on yeah. calendars. Too. So uh, that, that's been the goal of it. And if I we yeah. started to think of it as just kind of, improv prompts like let's just throw some stuff out there and then just try to be funny about it and that's been yeah. the goal and i feel like we're getting better every time it's just you know 
it's like you you're building the chemistry it happens over time and yeah we're a couple years in i think we're hitting the groove you're yeah you found you found your groove that's great well i was thinking of uh people when you mentioned name somebody who you know didn't who isn't hugely successful with it and i i use uh dan cummins as an example of someone he first came through Charlotte. I mean, it's been five years ago now or something like that. I say first, first time I saw him come through Charlotte before he was doing the podcast and he did like one night on a Wednesday and, you know, had a nice crowd. And I'm, I'm like, this guy's amazing. I can't believe he's not, you know, crushing weekends or whatever. He comes through a couple of years later after his podcast and he's selling out the whole weekend. And it's a, it's a frenzy to get tickets to see him. It's right. like the power podcast made perfect sense to me at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, everyone's got... Example. Yeah, everyone's got a got got their niche, right? And I think your sounds like your niche is it's literally just guys shooting the shit and being being dumb because that's certainly Nate kind of leans into that a little bit. Right. Stuff. He's yeah, like, I don't yeah, know yeah. things because he's got a great bit about going back in time where he's like, I don't know if I could even prove that I'm from the future. Uh, that's an all time great bit, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're totally. So dumb that if you went back in time, you would not be able to <laughs> prove you're from the future. Yeah. who's the next president oh man that's so yeah. great i can't i can't tell everybody enough to go check out that podcast um now yeah. do you do you feel like this is gonna i'm gonna get back into frame it back into doing stand-up i mean I, there's no downside to this all right stand-up stand-up right live performances are, are always going to be the thing i i would assume right just yeah. in general, I mean, in a yeah, philosophically, that's what I do at least, yeah. And then you, if you, if for me, it's I'm thinking about all this other stuff is just hopefully people find it, then they'll come see me do stand up, right? Which is what yeah, I yeah, think yeah. I do best and what I want to do. You know, very good. Yeah. What What do you want to do? I was going to get into some some of the other things, but I mean, you what, give us the uh, the Christmas wish list, man. What's What's your goal mm. down the road? What do you want to do? And are you doing it? Uh, well, I'm starting to do it. The goal when I started was to only do stand up, which was to quit my job. And then that yeah. happened. <laughs> That's right. And so, uh, so I already feel like in a way I've already kind of achieved what I wanted to do. Now it's right. just sustaining that. Right. Which I yeah. think is the harder part. Um, I will say an immediate goal is I want to continue to headline places. I'm starting to get the headline clubs just yeah. getting that longer set under my belt. I just did the comedy zone in Charlotte. I was a fill in for Felipe Esparza. They called me. Yeah. Up and I was like, All right, let's do it. So if I can just keep, <laughs> keep doing that. And I, you know, it's not lost on me that this is a long, this is a long game that I'm playing. Yeah. You know, right. all the guys I idolize, everybody I look up to, I mean, they've been doing it as long as I've been alive, if not longer. So yeah, it's one of those things you just assume it's forever. Yeah. Right. So just, just keep hacking away at it. That that's what I want to do. Yeah. And I think, you know, other opportunities come up like they have here and there, then then that's great. But I think the goal is just to get really good at stand up, and then everything else will fall into place. That's all. Yeah, man. Do you ever uh, aspire to uh, to write and screenwriting aspects or, or television mm-hmm. writing, develop shows? Is that something you ever thought about? I know that's always that that you know that thing. The comics are, are... right. Well, yeah, I know, know a lot of I know a lot of guys who've gone that route for sure. Yeah, I'm open to anything. I haven't done anything with writing really. I just acted in yeah. some stuff for the first time. Did you? Um, oh, that's <laughs> you made about that. Yeah, you made a grin there a about that in a show. Really. Uh, that I think is coming out pretty soon. Um, 
So there's little projects like that'll pop up. I don't know if I ever want to focus on that. I mean, it's easy to say now. Nobody's asking me to really do it. <laughs> right. You know, right. it's not like it's like Spielberg's calling me up every day, going, "Let's you know, yeah. let's do some movies." And I'm like, "No, nah, I got a <laughs> yeah. weekend at the at the laughing gas in Florida." <laughs> Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's easy yeah, to say true. now but uh yeah i'm open to anything man i mean you know it's just it's so fun being around comics yeah being right in comedy that if i can just exist in that world for a little bit longer then that'll yeah. be a life well lived you know uh, that's not the truth and there's something else too that you, you just kind of made me think about it's a lot of times it's always this there's always a struggle. Like, what, you know, what's my next gig? Like, how do I get into the next club or whatever? And it's always that fight and kicking and screaming to get these things done. At least that's what, for me, that's what it is. And I, it's like, I got to remind myself sometimes, oh yeah, the whole thing is fun. Every aspect, every sort of stage of this is a good time, you know, yeah. spend time and, and be, be aware, be in the present, enjoy yourself. Exactly. Right. Exactly. I was, I just did a, you know, a weekend somewhere and I was with a, another comic in a hotel for five days and, you know, which is nothing glamorous about the weekend. And, I, and we were telling right. Nate about this and he kind of he kind of had a not an emotional moment, but kind of a, a reflective moment. And he said, man, these are the this this is the good stuff. He right. said, I look back fondly on where you're at now and you will, you know, soon. So just kind of appreciate it as it's happening. Like, it's the best yeah. stuff. You Heck know? yeah, man. Heck yeah. You have any, uh, anything crazy ever happened while you're on stage? Any, uh, man, crazy audience crazy members just... happen? You know, most of them happen at the comedy zone. I'll tell one. <laughs> All right. I'll tell one. I opened for, <laughs> this is not an indictment of the comedy zone in any way. Okay. You know, <laughs> okay. I've been to comedy clubs all over. Comedy zone is great, but, but it's people at their worst at every comedy club. So <laughs> You're getting you're getting an unfair representation of whatever city you're in at a comedy club. Got it. That's I was in fair, Charlotte yeah. opening for John Lovitz. Um, one of my first very feature cool. weekend at the Comedy Zone was very exciting, and um, I do my set. It goes okay, and I'm in the lobby. And you know the Comedy Zone. Sometimes they're just the servers. Everybody was hanging out in that lobby area right there, yeah. just out of the mm -hmm. room. And a server comes in and says, "There's a there's a woman who locked herself in the bathroom." And oh. she's ripping up toilet paper and she's having a sort of a mental breakdown in the bathroom right oh. now. This is wow. Lovitz is on stage. Show's going great. A crazy woman has locked herself in the stall, <laughs> ripping up toilet paper. Wow. So they said, well, can you go just make sure she's okay? So she goes, all right. She goes in the bathroom. She says, hey, are you okay in there? And the lady says, what race are you? And she goes, oh. she goes, I'm white. And the woman goes, well, I don't want to talk to a white person. I don't like to feel rushed. So she goes, all right. So she comes back out. At this point, all the oh. servers are in the, the lobby just waiting to hear what's going on, right? She comes back out yeah, and says right. she won't talk oh, to a white my. person. So they got a black female server to go in and, and ask her if she's okay. She goes in there. She goes, are you okay, ma'am? She goes, what race are you? She said, I'm black. She goes, great. They think I killed somebody. I'm on the road. Oh, my God. So this is this is what she tells her that she is being falsely accused of murder in Charlotte. And she's having a mental breakdown. I don't know why she chose to go see John Lovitz while she's on the run <laughs> from a murder. I think no one just, will look there. I guess <laughs> she had to catch the show. 
She had to catch yeah. the show. So, <laughs> man, John Lovins people show up, man. I know. She's in there. <laughs> she's got a lot going on, right? She's being wanted for murder. She's oh, ripping the paper. So they decide, listen, we need to get this woman out of the club, obviously. Yeah. So a bunch of female servers go in. They open up the door. She's white, by the way. Don't know why she specifically didn't oh. talk to white. Okay. All right. She's sitting fully clothed on the toilet. So they grab her, they pick her up, and they're carrying her through the lobby out that back door right there. Her wow. feet aren't even touching the ground. That's how hard she's being carried. So she's being carried through the lobby. She's got pills falling out of her pocket. Her hair's a Ooh. mess. She's just a wreck, this girl, right? Yikes. And she's yeah. screaming stuff. And they're carrying her past me in the lobby. And as she passes me, she just turns to me and goes, <laughs> Hey, you were great. And then just kept walking out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my was, god you yeah, have wild stuff. What? your appeal is really broad i was like that's my demo right there <laughs> that's my there demo. it is oh Crazy my women in the bathroom. <laughs> holy cow man well, i never heard that story it's very funny that that's all happening lovitz is killing on stage when this you know it's just like a yeah. show is happening and this woman's life is falling apart yeah, you know, I mean, I not to I don't want to laugh at that woman at all, but my gosh, like there's so many, so many sides of that. Good grief. Man. Yeah, this is comedy, right? That's right. like th- th- these, these things the happen. We're in. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And you're coming out of Notre Dame going, I got my my life ahead of me. You know, I'm so impressed right. by that, by the way. That's why Queen I bring it City. up. Yeah. Queen- oh, thank you. Man. <laughs> I appreciate it. It's incredible. It. I'm not doing much with it, but thank you. Well, I it's, it seems like you are. You got a lot of you got a lot of brain power, man. You got a lot of uh, a lot of gas there. Uh, so let me ask this: uh, What kind of uh, I like to ask people if they have any pet peeves in stand up on the business side, on stage, new comics, oh old god. comics. <laughs> oh my god, dude! Yeah, yeah. You're talking about things but people fun- do with their act. Yeah, that that might yeah. you know just sort of make I've you. I've got so you know, many, dude. Yeah, I've got so many where I just had to stop. I had I, I was going through a real phase where I just thought all comedy was awful, including mine. Sure. You know, you're just like, stand up. This is just a guy talking. This stinks. And I went yeah. through a real phase of that. And now I'm kind of out of it. But yeah, things there are a lot of little things, it, even things that I myself do in my own act. Yeah, that I don't like. I don't like. um you know, there's little things people will say, as you do. I hate when people say that. People say that. <laughs> right. A lot. Uh-huh, I hate when uh-huh. people will just throw in a name as a punchline. And I do that once in my act. So I can't even critique mm. it that much. But where the whole oh, joke gotcha. is that they just say a name, there are tons of little things like that in people's acts yeah. that really annoy me. I hear the big ones. Okay. You really got to oh, go in here. Yeah. I know. I love it. Yeah. Settle in. When people sit down, I hate when people sit down. Really? On stage. There's like a handful of guys that can get away with it. Okay. If you're Mm -hmm. Chappelle, if you're Dave Attell, you know, if you're, you know, Bill Burr wants to take a seat, feel free. But I go to these open mics. I go to open mics and there's guys my level and below going up, sitting down like they're about to pontificate about the world. And I'm like, you don't even have any (laughs) jokes. What are you doing right. sitting down? Stand yeah. up and do stand up. Right. Um, so that annoys me a lot. It's a respect thing, right? It's a it's a I respect it's like for where you you're at. Earned, and... I go, who do you think you yeah. are? 
you're up here like <laughs> this is that casual for you you're not good at comedy right and i'm talking about yeah. myself if i sat down you should say that to me who yeah. the hell do you think you are to sit down and be like <laughs> yeah you know like life is crazy yeah I, you know i don't deserve to sit down uh other things like people, <laughs> i love it people not wearing long pants on stage bothers me though that's kind of unacceptable yeah, there, I, I do have a very good friend, Brad Sativa, who's been wearing shorts and flip flops. And really? it's a point of contention between us. And I think he's doing it just to spite me. And I was like, OK, I'll, I'll <laughs> allow it. I'll allow you to do this. You better not be inspiring a whole generation. Of no, short God, Lord, floppers to do stand up. So little things like that. I mean, nothing. I, I don't yeah. hate people. I don't No, I don't of course, not. judge anybody. But there are little fun things that will annoy you. No, I like watch millions of hours of it. You just start to find little things that annoy you. I was at, uh, I'll give you one. I was at the, uh, all right. So, so uh, you know, this, I'm not everybody. I'm, I'm five feet tall. I'm a very short man. Right. I go out to a Burbank comedy festival and I'm like, so excited. It's a great festival. There's just like, you know, hundreds of comics and it's a big deal. And I'm going to see every show that I can go to. And every single person who walked out on stage gave two minutes of, what they look like i'm the you know such and such of whatever i'm i'm uh i look like i should be on the cover of a wheaties box i like whatever their dumb thing about how I, it's like you pick the clothes that you're wearing i know you comb I your know. hair that's, see that's what's funny is when you comment about your height <laughs> that's not something you had a choice in right exactly it's when the i gotta address it like a, yeah they show up with a weird haircut and they're like look i know what you're thinking I look like right. the so-and-so had a baby with so-and-so. And I'm like, well, right. you did that. You, yeah, this all the decisions you are yours, man. Right. <laughs> you exactly. Bastard. Oh, I totally, yeah. totally empathize with that. Yeah, man, that's a good one. That's a good one. Pet, pet peeves, that's exactly why they call them that, right? They're not that big a deal, but also, <laughs> God damn it, knock it off. Yeah. Uh, that's great, man. Well, t- tell everybody again where you're where you're at next. I think I mentioned at the top of the show, but I don't remember at this moment. I'm, well, I'm doing a, about a month's worth of shows with Kathleen Madigan, who I'm very. Oh, very my God, that's amazing to open for. Thank you. So we're going. She's uh, spectacular. She's one of the best, dude. One all time. Great. Whew. In my. Opinion. Wow. Uh, yeah, I totally Mount, agree with that. A Mount Rushmore for me. So to get to open for her and it's pretty amazing. We're doing a bunch of theaters. I think Charleston and charlottesville and virginia beach kind of that area of the country yeah and then um, you know just just random random places all over so very cool man you go to aaronwebercomedy.com that's that's the spot down by my top eight you can see my (laughs) my schedule on there are you active on social media in case anyone's uh just fiddling around yeah. on there you got at real aaron weber everywhere instagram tiktok tiktok is my biggest platform believe it or not no kidding oh that's great man i don't quite know what to do with that yeah <laughs> i don't really I'm, like I'm, it on there you know I, i'm weird. dabbling in it i'm dabbling it. i have to say i'm hooked in terms of, of as a consumer because yeah. i'll watch like you know i'll watch a minute and a half of videos and it's like i walk at it i'm like wait i'm i'm scared i'm crying i'm laughing yeah. i'm horny like what happened here this is it's amazing it, it, it's it's kind of a blessing and a curse right that we have to keep up with all these trends yeah in a way i was talking to a, a comedian friend of mine who's very successful on social media and he and i was telling him about how i'm reluctant to kind of get involved in tiktok and what he told me was he said, do you remember when Facebook became not cool and Instagram was the cool one? And I go, yeah, I do kind of remember when that happened. 
And he said, that's already happened with TikTok. Yeah. Because you're already, you're already behind the game. It's not like you're not jumping on totally. something new. It's already happened. So I was yeah. like, oh, I can't be, I can't be two steps behind. You know, I agree, man. We I just got to exist yeah. in this world for better or worse. <laughs> that's right. For better or worse. That's exactly right. Well, man, I can't thank you enough for spending some time with us and giving us uh, your story and letting us know what you're up to, man. I'm, I'm thrilled for you. Again, we've worked together before and we're kind of still getting to know each other, but uh, I wish you all success, man. I think you're a fantastic comic and a good dude. So thank you, man. Luck. You too. I really appreciate it. Anytime. Uh, I, I appreciate you having me on here, man. This was fun. Absolutely. Uh, everybody, that's that's our show. Thanks for listening to the Comedy Zone podcast. Um, uh, Desi Banks is at the Comedy Zone in Charlotte this uh, this weekend, Thursday through Sunday. Uh, actually, excuse me, Thursday through Saturday. It's not there Sunday. Uh, but again, thanks again, Aaron. I'm Jason Allen King. Uh, be funny, be safe, and we'll see you all next week. Thanks. The Comedy Zone podcast is a production of Comedy Zone Worldwide and is recorded in a bunker just off the Comedy Zone showroom at the Abbott Exchange Music Factory in Charlotte, North Carolina. The executive producers of the Comedy Zone podcast are Brian Heffern and Brian Bumpashevitz. Talent Wrangler is Mike Hall. Original music composed and performed by John McKeever. Queen City Podcast Network.com.